everyone is your girl doctor told me better known as Ama Abba. so welcome to wellness and wahala podcast where i'm going to give you great public health tips and also tips on how to avoid various wahala and this week we continue to talk about the Kanora virus um, that has been spreading and even they gave it a new name um, this past week, uh, the WHO, which is the World Health Organization, announced an official name for the disease. So, coronavirus has been around as a respiratory illness um, that's been a while for many decades. Um, and But this one is actually like a new strand of the virus. So, that's why they're calling it the 2019 novel coronavirus outbreak. Um, so, and um, the abbreviated version is COVID-19. Um, and to get more information about the coronavirus and to see, like, up-to-date information, the, the page is updated every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the CDC. Go to www.cdc.gov <coughs> and just type in um, coronavirus or COVID-19. Um, but right now in the U.S., um, the PUIs, the people under investigation in the U.S. that are positive are 14. Um, and they tested also 347 that came out negative and 66 are still pending um, investigation. So in total, that is um, 427 PUIs, people under investigation in the United States, 14 up to to date um have tested positive so in the u.s it hasn't really gotten out of hand um but in other countries it it is spreading a lot um those 14 (coughs) excuse me those first 14 cases are um currently that were positive are found in six states Right now in the U.S., Arizona, California, Illinois, Massachusetts, and Washington and Wisconsin. So once again, um, to get more up-to-date information, go to the cdc.gov website. Also, WHO website has great information. Um, But I always say, you know, as a public health person, you know, there's always going to be some type of infectious outbreak, respiratory illnesses. They're not um, something that are uncommon, but there's some common things that you can do for prevention. Um, basically, proper hand washing techniques, ensuring that you wash your hands frequently, you know, keep also places where you don't have access to wash your hand. Um, make sure you have hand sanitizers. Excuse me, and um, make sure if you're sick, stay home, please get some rest and and, and get hydrated and um, and, and quarantine yourself <laughs> and not go to work or, or send your children to school and, and get them sick like me. Now I have like a terrible cold. I feel bad because I passed it to my daughter. So I need to strike some heels, send out some prayers to me and my princess, uh, for for quick healing um but i was like i'm dedicated i really wanted to discuss a lot of great topics that um 
on this podcast today. Um, the New York Times has a great article. Shout out to um, Buzman and Lovey Ajayi and so many other great African authors um, for the New York Times article that came out. It's online um, and in print, so please go and check it out. The name of the article is called Reflection of 1960, the Year of Africa. And basically talking about the 17 African countries celebrating their 60th anniversary of independence from all the colonizers. So in 1960, 17 great nations, African nations, and Nigeria, you know, big ups in Nigeria. I'm a Nigerian me. Um, got their Nigerian independence from the colonizers from the British. But out of those 17 countries so from um the the british um colonized countries um from the united kingdom two countries got their independence that year which was nigeria and of course um somalia and then um from the belgian it was congolese and then the remaining (coughs) 14 countries got their independence from France, the Francophone, um, the French colonized nations of Cameroon, Togo, Mali Federation, which split to Mali and Senegal, Madagascar, Daomi, which later changed their name to Bini, Niger, Upper Malta, which later became Burkina Faso, shout out to them. Um, and, and their independence is actually on my birthday, August 5th. And like in one, and, and, and just like in one week from August 1st, 3rd, 5th, and 11th, and 13th, and 15th, and 17th, like um, from Benin to Niger to Burkina Faso, Ivory Coast, Chad, like Central African Republic, Republic of Congo, um, and Gabon, like they just all turned up and. <laughs> And within from August first to seventeenth, they all got their independence. So shout out, big shout out um, to all these African nations and, and Mauritania. Um, later became independent in um, November of twenty eight, but um, it's a great reflection. Sixty years is not a lot. Um, my mom sees she's turning uh, seventeen next year. She's 69 and you know just the reflection of you know her remembering like the great memories of them celebrating independence and you know celebrating outside at the stadium um having the flags i mean basically partying um to dawn it was you know it was the the stories that that i hear and and just the pictures that i see from nigeria and so many of these um, African nations, uh, it's, it's, it's just so, it's so um, amazing. And, uh, you know, we should not forget. And it was not too long ago. Um, and, and and there's still, you know, a lot of things that happen afterwards. Um, so even though they got their independence, like the French African countries, <laughs> the, the French were still um, somewhat in control of their economy. You know, they still um, in control of their money as far as like their francs. And the, the French colonized country, I've been to a lot of like Francophone countries. 
and we think even like our naira our economy you know is 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 bad and and um but the british colonized countries were actually way better um and even like the belgium and and the, and the spanish um and angola you know the different nations just they just divided our nations back and forth but um the french colon i've i've traveled a lot i've been blessed um through the work and, and the service to humanity that I do through public health as an epidemiologist, just like as a humanitarian, just, you know, a servant at heart um, to our people and our nation and engaging um, with leaders, multilateral, bilateral governments. And, you know, it just is really, really disheartening, like how the French at all the African nations I've visited, like the French really like did a whole bunch of nonsense. Um, so I've been able, I've been blessed to go to Burkina Faso, I've been blessed to go to Senegal, um, and also Lome Togo, um, and I think Ben Ben Benin Republic. I think I've been there too. Um, but I've been to Senegal a couple of times. Senegal is actually one of my favorites, francophone countries. But yeah, the French. A hot mess. All the colonizers. But I'm, I'm just really happy that um, our our leaders back then, you know, were able to unite and say enough is enough. Um, so I think that we have a lot, and especially this this um, past December, the year return. How Ghana? Shout out to President Nana, and you know all the Ghanaian Americans um, that came together and said, okay, look, let us um, try to motivate a lot of the blacks and the diaspora to come back home and learn where we come from like there's no place like africa like as the as the more i travel you know the any place in africa like even though yes of course i always big ups to nigeria but um anytime i travel whether ghana i love ghana you know i've been to kenya ethiopia south africa like i feel so much at peace and at home um when i'm in the motherland I, i've traveled to you know to europe to dubai to other places it's good to travel uh, but traveling is um it's a form of education and knowledge and just brightening you know your horizon it's not everything that you read in your history books especially by these colonizers that wrote them <laughs> many of them are not true so it's better you they go to the country and hear from the people themselves you understand so um shout out to my sister toy travel agency she has the best deals if y'all want to get the best hookups um travel packages um shout out to her and you know my goal is hopefully to travel to all 54 african nations um if i can um but um the ones that i have been to they i I just feel like just at peace and at home like i love africa there's no place like home like this time is for africa this time is you know to really be a lifeline um to bring a lot of my friends that have never been to africa like that is my long passion um when i was at the university of illinois i was the founder of the african um, student union called african culture association aca shout out to them and um I've always been like an Afro-optimist, always trying to link, you know, our African-American brothers and sisters with our Africans, you know, on campus and off campus. And even my sister, um, she took a lot of her 
sorority best friends back home to Lagos. They also went to Morocco. Um, you know, there's no place like Africa. And especially if, you know, you're black in the diaspora and you've never been to Africa, the time to go is now. Like, and um, if you need some help, you know, holler at me, my sister, Toyin Travel Agency, once again, you'll get some really, really great deals. Um, December is usually the best time to go. They have Afrochella, like, that's the time where you have, like, a lot of weddings and just a lot of Africans, you know, that's back at home in the diaspora, you know, um, that go to school abroad and everything. Everybody comes back home, you know, December. That not the Christmas holiday, Boxing Day, you know, where we day enjoy ourselves. Nigeria love is the best. So holla at us Nigerian weddings, we the best. <laughs> so uh you know, and we try to plan to come every December. So holla at me if you're interested in um traveling to Africa this December for Afrochella and so many other um great experiences. Also, um, there's a video that's been going viral <coughs> talking about uh, Nigerians and, and the percentage of us that are extremely educated here in the U.S. Um, most of Nigerians, you know, have master's degree, doctor's degree. I think the percentage was like 35 percent doctors. I got a doctorate um, this year, my doctorate in public health and uh, my sister, she has a master's, uh, is, is, is always good, you know, but you know, there's, there's some people like that are also really great, like entrepreneurs. Um, so they might not have like doctor degrees, but they're great entrepreneurs. They have great businesses or they're great authors. Um, so shout out to uh, the Nigerians that are doing great things and, 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 and putting those stereotypes to shame because there's a lot of myths and stereotypes. People always see the 419 boys and want to talk about the bad, you know, people in every culture and every nation. There's the good, the bad, and the ugly, you know, but there's more good than than, than bad when you talk about Nigeria and, and, and Africans. But unfortunately, because of the media and how shit is portrayed, people always want to talk about the bots, but they know they talk about, you know, the well-to-do, the educated, the ones that go the extra mile, the trailblazers, whether in art, science, entertainment, engineering, even in the diplomatic sector. Like, there's no U.S. government agency that I have worked for that you will not see in Nigeria there, for sure. So, and if you don't see a Nigerian there, that agency probably has a problem. So, and you know, I will not uh, get close to that. But (laughs) there's always, I've always ran, you know, so whether they're technical or administrative, you know, IT, like they're there. So, um, big ups to all my Nigerians in the diaspora doing the damn thing and excelling despite you know oppression and racism and prejudice and a lot of stuff that we have to deal with um all the time so i also um wanted to talk about how um this season like this is a new decade you know we're in 2020 and now we're in the second month and 
you know, people always start off the year with their New Year's resolutions and things that they, you know, want to set out to accomplish in the year, you know, and I think 12 months, it really goes by quickly. So I try to have like a short term plan for the year, but also have like a midterm plan and then a long term plan, like for the decade, like, you know, just reflecting back on the past 10 years, you know, even as we're looking at the African nations, the 17 African nations, the past 60 years, like it's good to reflect, you know, so for us to 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 refocus and and um, to to uh, to re-strategize, basically, to ensure that we revive like our purpose like Africa I really feel that Africa has the redemptive purpose of the city of refuge if we go all the way back even to the genetics of the Bible which is like my favorite book in the oldest you know so I go I go quote out so if you go to the Genesis the beginning and Joseph who was even sold by his brothers to Egypt Egypt was yo in Africa so a lot of people you know they be faking and say ah Egypt is in the Middle East Middle East is anyways not Africa to me but Egypt is in Africa y'all not it's not in the Middle East it's Northern Africa so I don't know what map you guys they look at and you know they piss me off when I they listen to the newscast that someone ah okay you know they talk about uh, Libya and Morocco they'll say oh North Africa but then when they talk about Egypt you know they say oh you know that's that's Middle East what do you what do you mean anyways let me get back on topic so uh I believe Africa is the city of refuge. It's always that's been is a redemptive gift. Shout out to you know um, great spiritual fathers um, that have really like enlightened me to go deeper in um, in, in understanding and reading God's word. Shout out to Apostle Adeyemi Adefarosin. I call him Triple A. Um, shout out to my pastor Baesha Jerry Baesha. In Jamaica, Pastor Kamalu, uh, my pastor here in Atlanta, Pastor Michael, uh, Mountain West. Um, it just is it's, it's good to have really good spiritual fathers. Shout out to Pastor Manny uh, for the from the youth church that I volunteer for as a tribe leader. Like, it's, it's, it's really good to like read the Bible and, 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 and really dissect it. And, you know, and I just have been reading it. I have the African Study Bible. Um, I actually got it on Amazon. It's a really good Bible that shows you um, the, the strategic importance of Africa. Um, in biblical times and even going back to the genetics of you know um, Joseph when his brothers betrayed him and sold him um, and you know basically you know he's even all this from slavery to you know being in prison and uh, <coughs> and wrongly accused and you know Joseph the dreamer um, he, he always dreamed and had visions and that was one of the things that got him in trouble with his brothers because they were hating like, well, what type of dream? You know, you say you're going to have a dream and we're going to bow down to you. Like, how are we going to bow down to you and we older than you? You know what I'm saying? It's a mess. So anyways, but all things work together because 
my favorite is like Genesis 50:20 of that, you know? He was telling his brothers after he became prime minister, like he became prime minister in a foreign land in Egypt, Africa. And it was for such a time as that to save them because the world, you know, was in a famine. So when Pharaoh had the dream, nobody can interpret the dream. So they called him out of prison and he was able to interpret the dream and say, look, there's going to be seven years of plenty and seven years of famine. So I really feel like, you know, this is like a Joseph season. And Africa is at a strategic point where a lot of people, all eyes are on Africa and a lot of people are coming back from the diaspora, you know, to go back to invest and, and, and just to, to re, you know, um, we look at Africa and, and, and dig and, and look at their roots. And just historically, like Africa has, has been a global player. Um, you know, so in, in the Bible, then <laughs> when uh, he predicted that, oh, there's going to be seven years of famine. That So for the seven years of plenty that came first, Pharaoh put him in charge. Like, so he became prime minister. He built storehouses, stored up foods. And when the, the seven years of famine came, world famine, people started coming to Africa, <laughs> Egypt, yo, to to get food because everywhere else was like in the, in a world famine. So just to show you, and, and Africa is the continent that has the most blessed fertile land. Like 70, 70% of the, the land is still uncultivated. Like there's so much natural blessed resources from uranium to titanium, to, to diamonds, to cocoa, to oil. Like God has over blessed Africa. We don't even know the agriculture. And, and then, you know, it was, it was a, a great, economy in the Bible. So agriculture, food security, like it's key. Like they always say, a hungry mind is an angry mind. Like imagine, I don't care if you have all the money in the world and you don't have any food, not problem, not big problem. So he was able to solve that problem. Also when, you know, Herod was trying to kill or not trying, he killed like a lot of the, the, the firstborn boys trying to, 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 look for Jesus and Mary and Joseph pretty much had to flee and where did they flee they they fled to to Egypt so yo once again Africa so I really feel like this is the the time where we need to um join hands and um us in the diaspora Africans and Africans in diaspora all over the world to lift up um, Africa as we reflect, you know, on the year of Africa and the 17 nations that came and united and said enough is enough from these colonizers and got their independence. But I think that this is a time that we, that we need to really strategically pray um, for for Africa and that gets me to uh, my 21 day know what how I pray and praise challenge um then I'm going to focus on uh, for the next 21 days um the first seven days I want it to be like a personal renewal reflection um focusing on praying for ourselves and our families um our renewal and um and transformation and then going the next seven days after that going to the renewal and the body of christ and the church because i think there has just been a lot of breakdown um in our families and then in our church and then there's been a lot of breakdown in our nations um in africa and america israel 
um, praying for all the nations, the Caribbean, Jamaica, just praying for all the nations across the world, but lifting up our nations first. Um, so, and really want to um, start off with praying for um, personal renewal. And um, today, day one, you know, the, the topic is love. And the scripture um, that I want to focus on is Revelations 2, 4 to 5. It says, but I have this complaint against you. You don't love me or each other as you did at first. Look how far you have fallen. Turn back to me and do the works you did at first. If you don't repent, I will come and remove your lampstand from its place among the churches. Once again, that scripture is Revelations 2, 4 to 5. See? Ah, I need to repent because, you know, it's like, God, when you first become Savior, it's like your first love. You start dating. You're so excited. You start reading the word. You get close. You praise God. You go to church every time. You go to Bible study every time. You day, you day, <laughs> pray, 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 read your word. And then you now fall off track. You get too comfortable. And, you know, and the, the love that we have for God, you know, we, we get out of alignment. Um, and I know, like, as the closer I get to God, like, more things fall in order. Um, the more I dig deep in the Word, the more I pray, I meditate, um, and, and seek God first, things fall in order. The, the more I just try to just rush through the day and just do my own thing, and I'm really not in alignment, like, I feel it, and, 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 my, and my day goes you know, in chaos, not um, as smoothly as it should go, even when there's chaos. um, But when I start my day off with God, even if stuff pop up, like, you know, like today I was driving and, you know, I was turning a parking lot, a a guy just just jumped in front of my car. I was like, Jesus, you know, thank God. Like, (laughs) you know, I, I was not speeding. You know, I usually like when I'm in a parking lot, I always like ease on the brake. Like my leg is always on a brake. Um, and I just really feel like the Holy Spirit took control. And I always pray um, when I get in the car. My daughter was there and I was like, oh, Jesus, you know, and I was like, oh, why would this dude like just jump in the in the middle of the street? Like I was just shocked. But, you know, just little things like that. Like, I just think thank blessings you know or another time I'm driving you know I'm at the light red light and a car like ran the light almost hit me and I just pretty much thought I have the right away you know what I'm saying this is a red light and <laughs> you're at the red light I got the green turning signal it's, it's for me to turn so I could have been like stepping like no I'm turning I got the green turn signal no but this fool kept driving and he got red light so um when situations like that happen, you know, you just, you, you just thank God. And I'm like, man, I thank God that, you know, I, 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 I remember to pray, you know, when I got in the car, I remember to, you know, seek God first, like God forbid bad thing. How about if I didn't start my day off right? Or, you know, God forbid, you never, you never know. You never, I don't even want to know waiting to go happen, you know? So it's always good, like to, um, commit the day into to God. And I know like sometimes I, when I don't and I'm rushing, you know, and I wake up late and I, and, and I don't do stuff right. Like, you know, I can see like the chaos, like, you know, what, when I was like in school and, you know, juggling work and being a single mom, like just if, if I don't really see God, I mean, to, to get 
like my life <laughs> and my day like in alignment is is really really evident like you know I'll, I'll get I'll be more cranky even my daughter will be like mom you is cranky today I'm like yes I am mom needs her timeout you know what I'm saying so then that timeout she already know let me just go to my room and I need to get into prayer I need to get back into you know myself and and positive and I apologize when I come out like I'm sorry for being cranky I'm sorry for snapping you know um it's good to apologize and repent like when you out of order don't say because you're the parent that oh you know that's you need we need to model you know when we out of alignment and, and she knows that like she'll tell me mom I think you need to get on your little time out so um let me just go into prayer so I want us to focus on um our first love getting back to our first love which is God our creator um which will really help with our personal renewal, transform, transforming ourselves, our families, um, the body of Christ, our community, and also our nation. So, Father, I, I always, you know, insert my name, but um, you can always insert your name um, in prayers and in scriptures. So, Father, I, Oluwatomila, I know that it doesn't matter if I speak with all intelligence or the appearance of angelic authority. If my speech isn't from a place of love, it's nothing but a creaking gate. It doesn't matter if I, Oluwatomila, I speak God's word with power, revealing mysteries and making everything as plain as day. Or if I, Oluwatomila, I have faith that says to this mountain, jump, and it jumps. And if I, Oluwatomila, I don't have love, I am nothing. If I, Oluwatomilaba, give everything I own to the poor and give my very life as a martyr but don't love, I've gotten nowhere. I, Oluwatomilaba, know that no matter what I say, what I believe, and what I do, without love, I am bankrupt. Forgive me, Oluwatomilaba, mercy, Ademogun, for those times that I have forgotten you, Oluwa, my God, my first love. In Jesus' name, amen. So, um, I think this is a time just to reflect on your own, you know, where you have got off track and where you have forgotten God, um, your first love and just to repent and come back. Like God loves us so much. Um, and he, and he wants, you know, to always have our backs and he wants us to have a close relationship with him. So, um, please join me on this journey of transformation for me, myself, my family, and um, my community, and the nations, um, especially Africa, because I think Africa is just, once again, the, the city of refuge and a strategic moment now. And I'm going to leave you with the African proverb of the week. It is from Zambia. Never fight a stranger in the dock. He may turn out to be your brother. <laughs> So, once again, the African proverb of the week is never fight a stranger in the dark hole. He may turn out to be your brother. So, shine your eye. Hmm? That I've noticed is mostly our people. I don't know if you guys saw the thing that was going viral with Gail King. You know, the, uh, people were calling her different names. That is not the name that her father gave her, you know, or her mother gave her. I said because of a, a interview you know as a journal even if you disagree with somebody that how can why is us we need to love one another uh-uh. 
that is one thing that, you know, we deal with oppression and racism and, and rubbish from other races. But when is your own that is oppressing you or, or, or even disrespecting you and, and saying nonsense? It's even more painful. And even the people that have hurt me most, especially in my career, you know, that that I thought, oh, OK, these people will have my back. Let us unite. They are the worst. Some of our people are the worst and I need to pray that God will take that you know I don't know if that divide and conquer spirit is is it's uprooted and and let us love one another you know and respect one another and and unite now uh, there's power in unity and more importantly there's power in love but first you must love yourself because I feel a lot of these people they don't love themselves because how can you be abusing somebody that's old enough to be your mother she not be your mate and then you're doing something like that. Ah, ah, you know they fear. Ah, anyways, on that note, I go leave you and I go wish you no wahala this week. Love you, love you, and thanks for tuning in. And tune in again next Wednesday. Please like, follow, and share my wellness and wahala podcast. is on all your podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcast, from Anchor to Spotify, anywhere. It is there. Please like and share. Thank you. Mwah.